This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Tactical Leader. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Jared Hanning, and we're going to talk about how he helps people break through with mindset performance at his mindset gym. Before we begin, I remind you this show is brought to you by Nightly Productions. If you want to discover, embrace, and share your voice, head over to nightly.productions to find out how we can not only get you booked on podcasts, but make sure you are creating the tactical content that delivers. Again, that's nightly.productions. Jared, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, glad to be here. Man, I'm super excited about this because every time we have a different piece attached to mindset, there's always something new we happen to discover. And I want to give a little bit of an insight about you to the audience before we dive into it, where uh, a little bit of your background is that you run a mindset gym, like I mentioned, that rewires your brain for greater success with a series of exercises called mindset push-ups. From the military background, I've done a lot of push-ups. I'm excited. I bet so. Excited to hear how you translated that piece. And overall, you've been featured on ABC Nightline, spoken on stage across the country, clients across the world. You delivered four TEDx talks Uh related to mindset performance. You've been chosen by TED Global as the featured speaker of the week. Congrats. That's huge. You've also specialized in a Nobel-nominated process that really focuses on thinking at a higher level. And you really go beyond that into your personal life of a, a recreational world of flying, skydiving, mountain biking, really enjoying different pieces that obviously all require that high level mindset. Before we dive into unpacking that piece of it and how you got there, what's a fun fact that we might not know about you? Uh, fun fact I was a part of the New Mexico State skydiving record, possibly gonna unusual. To, gonna have to tell us more about that. What's the record? How'd, how'd you get a part of that? Um, I I got to be a part of it because I was jumping with some guys out in uh, Roswell, New Mexico. I lived in Texas at the time. And so we'd drive across the border and skydive with these guys. And they had this wild idea to try to break the state record. And this is where the story starts to get sort of humbling, if you will. The current world record is over 300 people. It is so many skydivers in the air that it's dangerous. It's just There are so many accidents waiting to happen. At the time, the New Mexico state record was something pathetic like 12. (laughs) And so we got together and we're like, hey, let's see if we can do 13. And one of the challenges we ran into is nobody was skydiving in New Mexico at that time. Well, just except for us, like you know, hardly anybody. And so we didn't have an aircraft big enough. Again, where the story gets humbling. If you were to drive out to your modern drop zone, you would probably get to sit in a twin otter. It holds 22 skydivers. Like that plane holds more than the New Mexico state record that year. Heck, even if you get to sit in like a caravan or something, that's 13. We didn't have anything like that. We had to stitch together three really small planes that held like four people. And we just crammed five into one of them kind of overloaded it a little bit. And we had to get creative. We would have to like take the door off of this one because we didn't have an actual in-flight skydive door. But yeah, we cobbled it together and broke the record that year. 
all 13 of us. <laughs> it's pretty funny when, when you think about 13 compared to 300. Obviously, that is a few more than the 13 that y'all had. But the idea of breaking a barrier, breaking through different pieces, just pushing further than somebody has before really correlates a lot with what you're doing in business. Let's go all the way back before you got to the business, before you got into this mindset piece of overcoming the same obstacle we may be faced with. How did you start along this path of wanting to push that boundary for yourself in life? My mind, for whatever reason, has always been kind of mechanical and practical. And so it tends to solve problems by breaking them down into the smaller components. And when it's in a small enough component, you understand it and it takes the fear out of it. So along the way, I was teaching myself how to repel and hang out of trees and ropes. And and my dad would show me some skills in construction along the way. And all this kind of got cobbled together. Later on in life, I, I taught myself how to walk on broken glass. I taught myself how to break boards. I taught myself how to uh, break an arrow with your neck or how to eat fire. These are all things that I, I saw people doing. I didn't have someone to teach me. But if you break it down into the little components, your brain naturally understands it. And for whatever reason, my brain just seemed to do that. So I just growing up, I just kind of gravitated towards skydiving or flying, or I taught myself how to roll an airplane. I didn't have an aerobatic instructor in the plane. I just, you know, did the research and asked some questions and all right, here we go. <laughs> We're taking this plane upside down. You mean like barrel roll or do a loop or like you're, uh, a either barrel way, roll. barrel roll. Either way, you were inverted. And we learned yeah. over years that being inverted is like the way to fly a plane, right? And, you know, it, it's pretty impressive when you think about it because that's in reality not a normal mindset for people to experience, not a normal thing for a lot of folks. A lot of folks are, we may look at them as complacent, but they're happy with where they're at or they're unhappy and unwilling to shift or make a change or break that boundary. Obviously, we're talking a little bit about mindset performance and everything you do on, on your end in business. Can you give us a rundown of your organization and how just overall you, you help people push that boundary? Yeah. So at the Mindset Gym, this isn't life coaching advice. This isn't business coaching advice. We believe that knowing what to do doesn't make a hill of beans difference. It's the experience inside your body that changes everything. So rather than giving you well-meaning advice, something you'd hear from your mother-in-law or your crazy Aunt Jenny, put you through a series of exercises called Mindset Push-Ups. And the process of going through those, your brain rewires itself. And that's how business owners are getting out of the weeds. It takes about 90 days to complete the process and they're out of the weeds. And most of them usually double their income just because they're thinking at a higher level, solving problems more efficiently. Which is an interesting thing. I have a mastermind here in Atlanta. We've talked about this topic, particularly moving into 2023. Everybody wants to shift. Everybody wants to prep themselves for 23, right? They want to change their mindset, change their trajectory, double their rent, their income and their revenue. And one of the topics that I propose is how do you think as a big business while being a small business, have that big business mentality, have that larger than life idea. Some people call it the big, hairy, audacious goal, but that's not really something that people can conceptualize, right? Not everybody can think of being Elon Musk and sending people to the moon or whatever it may be that Elon, you know, creating a smartphone, just to house Twitter, whatever he's doing today. Not a lot of people can think on those terms until they learn how to think on those terms. Are you teaching people what that looks like? Or how do you conceptualize that big business mindset, that big hairy audacious goal mindset? How do you conceptualize that for people? 
That is something that we do. Yes. Just like that. And you're right. And you're right. If Elon Musk was running your business for a week, it would look completely different. And it's not because he would write a check and it's not because he would call his celebrity friends. It's because he thinks different about the little day-to-day stuff. Now, maybe your business would be worse off for it. Maybe it would be better off for it. But we know for sure it would be radically different than the way you are currently running your business just because he thinks. And that is one of the things that we do by mapping out somebody's thinking patterns. We're able to show them what their mindset is really capable of and what the blind spots are that are tripping them up. And we're able to show them what the mindset looks like of other people in their space, people that own multiple businesses, but only work 10 hours a week, people that seem to have the touch of gold, the less they work, the more they make. When you see their mindset, how their mind is solving problems in the world, and you compare it side by side with yours, it's like, oh my gosh, no wonder. You realize you stop making excuses. You realize that they aren't getting lucky. They just think different than you do. And we do teach people how to do that, how to think at a higher level. So in regards to the other question, there's like, how do you get your brain up there? How do you think at a bigger level and think at scale, especially when your day-to-day is these all these emergencies and fires you're putting out? Something you can do is just add a zero to whatever you're currently doing. <clears throat> so if your business sees 20 clients a month, make that 200. If your business is bringing in 20,000 a month, well, then make it 200,000. And write out the plan, write out the machine that would be able to sustain that. Like, how many employees would you need? How would they get paid? Where would that money come from? How would they get trained? Where would that time come from? Where would the leads come from? What would that look like? Write out the machine to make that happen. And you don't get a magic wand. It's not, well, I could do it if I had 100000 a month to spend on ads. No, no magic wand. How could you make that happen with your current resources and your current connections? And you'll put together this plan and maybe you realize that it could be done if I did this and this and this and this and this and talk to these people. And over the course of the next year, I would be able to build the machine that would be able to sustain 10 times the business I'm doing right now. Okay, great. So far, so good. You're already starting to think at a little bit higher level than you currently are. Now take that and do it in 30 days. Same thing, 30 days, 10 times bigger in 30 days. And you realize quickly that your year-long strategy won't work in 30 days. You can't do it that way. And so you fall apart and you break down. You're like, well, it can't be done. can't be done. It's impossible. It can't be. No, no, no. It just can't be done with your old way of thinking. So how could it be done? Well, I suppose if I did this instead of that, I suppose if I talked to this person instead of, I suppose maybe if I could, okay, great. Now you're getting closer. Some people, they get stuck here and they are not able to build out a realistic plan with their resources. No magic wand. Not if you had you know $100,000 in Facebook ads or whatever. No, no magic wand. With your current resources, how could you do it in 30 days? And they can't do it. So at the Mindset Gym, you know, we've got a trainer that helps them to get over that hump. And in the process, their brain is making new connections. And once they see it, they can't unsee it. And now suddenly, even doubling their business is unavoidable. Like they can't not do it just because their brain is instantly more efficient, solving problems better. I love that rule of zero. Something that another guest actually brought up earlier in the week, he made a comment about at a zero. And if you can sustain that growth, 
then you're good, right? And he was talking more like growth and scalability of a business. And the applicability was as a fractional COO, a lot of what the work I do is create those processes for people. So he's like, at a zero, if you can't sustain it, then your processes aren't in a place where they need to be thinking on that higher level because we're expanding that mindset, right? When you think about everything you just said, and everything you packed into that expanded mindset, where did this come from? Was there a resource that you originally came across? Was there a training, a book, a podcast, a person, a mentor? How did you come into this enlightenment for expanding that mindset yourself? I don't know that I can point to one event, but I might could point to a couple pieces of the puzzle. One piece of the puzzle is just acknowledging that people are doing it. How are they doing it? How could it be done? How is it being done? And looking at those questions over the years, my brain just started to collect more and more tiny pieces of the puzzle. But I don't know that it it was one, it wasn't like a cathartic event or something like that. Just little pieces of the puzzle. And those little pieces of the puzzle eventually became the mindset pushups that we have today. I love that. And it's something that sounds like you just have this level of curiosity trying to find you're seeing something right and you want to learn about it and you hear it and i kind of hate it because it's been said so much at this point but being interested instead of interesting and you find something that is interesting to you right and that's how interest starts becoming more mutual but you find something that you're curious about you expand upon it you look further into it and it seems like a lot of people aren't in that mindset today. They read one thing on Facebook and believe it. They see one thing on Instagram and it's got to be the truth, right? When you think about society shifting towards that and people essentially losing curiosity, thinking what they read on Facebook is the truth, how would you challenge people to go beyond that? Do their own independent research or find the answers they're looking for beyond just what their friend posted on Facebook? The Facebook challenge, I think, is difficult because what makes the social algorithm work is keeping you in a bubble. It's very, very difficult. You're in a bubble right now. You're surrounded by news feeds that are in alignment with how you see the world. You're surrounded by friends that are in alignment with how you see the world. Your business is in alignment with, I mean, you're in a bubble. There's no way out of that. And it just so happens that the economy behind that bubble is really good at keeping you there. During, I think, the 2016 Trump-Obama transition, I I would talk to my friends on both sides and they would acknowledge, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I acknowledge feeds are designed to confirm my existing worldview. And so I might not be getting the whole truth. Yes, I totally acknowledge that. And if it was a, a Trump supporter, I would challenge him. I was like, I challenge you to Google 10 of the greatest achievements by Obama and they wouldn't do it. And if they were a huge Obama fan, I would challenge him. I dare you to Google 10 of the greatest things Trump has done, and they wouldn't do it. So how do you do that is very easy. That's cake. Doing it, not so easy. And this extends beyond Facebook bubbles. This gets also into our religious beliefs, believing things because we were told. And it just so happens that all of our friends believe that. And it just so happens that it conforms with how we see the world. And it just so happens that it makes sense to us. But not once <laughs> have we ever peered behind the curtain. <laughs> That's my uncomfortable answer to the, how do we do it? And it's terrifying when you think about it, right? And you think about the big pieces and Elon Musk is a 
maybe not a great example, good or bad, however you see it, but taking Twitter into his own hand and saying, hey, we're not going to throttle conversations anymore, no matter how, which direction it's leaning, right? Trying to break free from that algorithm and break free from that bubble. But it's kind of terrifying to think like how well media, whether it's social media or news media, has really kind of crafted this like, this is the direction we're going. If you only focus here, this is what you're going to see. And you're going to believe it because, gosh darn it, we tell the truth. You should trust us, right? And have you found that to be something that you have to help people break free from of like their, I don't know if it's a limited belief or solidarity in belief or linear thinking. Have you helped people break free from that piece? At the Mindset Gym, we don't deal with their political beliefs or their religious beliefs or how they engage with Facebook or Reddit. What we do is we highlight the things they aren't aware that they believe and show them how those things are causing them to make the same amount of money every year. Why it is that for the past three years, they have told themselves they just need to try harder. That effort has been the only thing that's missing. We're able to pull out all the ways that we seduce ourselves and rationalize ourselves and justify our little bitty white lies. We're able to pull those out and examine them in some fairly efficient ways. I mean, some of these turnarounds, it takes like 10 minutes, 10 minutes to go through the process and your brain has a new connection that it will have the rest of your life. You will never again revert back to that way of thinking. It's akin to Santa Claus. There was a time in your life that if somebody had told you Santa Claus wasn't real, you would have fought them to the death because you knew Santa Claus was real. And then you entered a time where you were pretty sure Santa was real, but you had some questions. And then there was a moment that your brain put all the new information together and you realized, oh, okay, now I understand what Santa Claus is. When your brain made that connection, it put those new pieces together. You never went back to questioning the existence of Santa. You never struggled with that. It was done for the rest of your life. And coming to the gym and doing the mindset push-ups, it creates those experiences. Only we're doing it in areas of why you think you're not good enough or why you think that you don't have enough money or why you think you can't find the right help or you can't get leads for your business. Or We're getting rid of that crap, which is why entrepreneurs almost always double their income after about 90 days of training. And we do this for atheists and we do this for evangelical Christians and we do this for January 6th, storm the Capitol Trump supporters. And we do this for donating to Biden's next campaign. It doesn't matter. What we care about is your freedom, power, and self-expression in this world and anything that's getting in the way. And we remove it. And it sounds like you're really attacking limiting beliefs. You're attacking the peace attached to that. And you said earlier, blind spots. You don't know necessarily what's limiting that glass ceiling. Those things that you don't necessarily have that awareness piece to where you're essentially helping them bring awareness to, hey, here's where you could be struggling. It's right in front of you. You haven't addressed it yet because maybe you just didn't know the right question to ask to get the answer you're looking for. Sometimes it's questions. Sometimes it's, how do I say, awareness. For example, we think that we're having thoughts. We think we're thinking. We're not. <laughs> and there's a process we go through where you you realize what's really going on. What's happening is your body is having feelings and your brain is trying to make sense of them. So when you bring your awareness to your body, where do you feel that? Where does that show up? And you're like, holy crap, I actually feel that in my throat. I feel that 
in the back of my shoulders. Whoa, I had never noticed that before. This is kind of like a new level of awareness. And the instant you become aware of it, you notice the thing that you hadn't noticed. You have it the rest of your life. And this is so bonkers. When we bring that awareness to what it really is and where it starts, it's a sensation in your body, not a thought. We can move the location of the sensation. And when we move the location, you feel your brain building new networks. And you're going, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this earlier? All because we've just changed your awareness. We've gotten out of that kind of myopic, I'm having thoughts. I think, therefore I am. No, <laughs> you don't think at all. <laughs> your, body, your body only wants you to think you're thinking so that you'll, you'll allow it to exist. <laughs> and it's interesting that you have different resources attached to this. And one of the things is the mind scan. You have it available on your website. Mm -hmm. Is this the first step into that awareness piece is, is take the mind scan? Is that the resource you'd recommend for people to start checking into? I think the mind scan is the best step. Like, don't believe me. Don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself and see if you think this is a good fit for your life and your business. But for crying out loud, don't believe me. The mind scan, I've seen probably 30% of the people go through the mind scan are in tears because they find it so emotionally meaningful. It is unlike any other assessment. I mean, just that alone. Nobody is in tears after looking at their DISC results or their Myers-Briggs results. <laughs> it's Nobel nominated for a reason. Just a slightly more in-depth, right? A little bit more personal attached to it. And, and looking at it, it definitely has some interesting pieces attached to it where it seems like it gives you more actionable steps moving forward, right? It gives you just not yeah. just, hey, this is kind of who you are, but like, hey, this is who you are and this is what you do about it. It becomes your roadmap out of the weeds. Yeah. It does. It's not a label. It's not like you take the Enneagram and you're a, a nine wing seven or whatever. And by the way, I have no idea what that means. It's just what I hear people say. It's not a population comparison. You take the disc and you're like, oh, you're a high S low I or whatever. And 25% of the population is like this. It's not a population comparison. It's a fingerprint. It is as unique as you are. You were looking at the fingerprint of your thinking patterns, your strategic way of solving problems in the world. And because of that, it's actually a helpful map to get you out of the weeds, not somebody else. Yeah, I love that. And we're definitely going to unpack that scan and those action steps, those tactics a little bit more when we hit Tactical Friday. Before we, we roll into letting you go for today, man, I really want to give people the opportunity. I know we have different pieces attached to where you are and the content you're putting out and the things that you're doing. What's the best way for people to reach out to you, find out more, find the mind scan? How can we all figure out what's happening in our own minds? Mind scan, just go to mindsetperformance.co. That's a great way to try the mind scan for yourself and see if it offers any insight, any help. <laughs> If you feel like you've gotten stuck in the weeds, MindScan is great. If you want to chat, hit me up on Facebook, Jared Hanning. That's where I reach out and contact most of the people. I love it. I definitely think it's something that a lot of us need. We need to really focus on and figure out how we can shift this and make this dynamic a little bit more efficient, optimal for us, which we're going to unpack a lot more on Tactical Friday. Overall, Jared, I appreciate your time. I appreciate all the work you're doing for the world. And really, the last question I have attached to it is, as you're doing a lot of this, what's that legacy you're looking to leave in the world with the amazing stuff you're putting into it? The legacy is that you have the felt experience of the difference it made in you. And so now that you know it's possible. 
in my life, probably the biggest dragon I had to slay was stage fright. I was in classical music. I was full-time for 20 years. I was the principal violist in the South Carolina Philharmonic. And for probably 17 of those years, stage fright absolutely kicked my butt. It made me want to quit. I wanted to sell my instrument after every performance. It was kind of like the old Henry Fonda business. Henry Fonda's in his 80s. He's doing theaters, but he still throws up before he goes on stage. He never beat it. And that's where I was at. And it was so frustrating and demoralizing until, as we say in our business, you're only one thought away from your next breakthrough. Until I had the thought that I hadn't thought had, uh, which was to apply one of the principles that that we train you in to stage fright. And in, in doing so, I was free. But not only was I free, I was free in such a way that it wasn't an accident. I didn't get lucky. And because of that, I never needed to fear stage fright again. And for the first time in my life, when that happened, I couldn't wait to play again. And that I had never experienced that before. It was a transformation. Now, yeah, it was hard and it was fiery, but it taught me what actually works and how something can kick your butt your whole life, but you're only one thought away from your next breakthrough. So the legacy of the mindset gym is giving you that experience so that you never, you don't need to be afraid of it again. And you know how to show someone else what actually works. And for you, that could be smoking too much or drinking too much or not making your cold calls or not prospecting for your business or not being willing to delegate or not apologizing to your kids, who knows? But no matter how long something's been kicking your butt, I promise you're only one thought away from your next breakthrough. I love it. It's amazing. And I can't wait for Tactical Friday as we delve farther into those action steps. Jared, thanks so much for your time today, my friend. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.